Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. Network News, episode 155. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Greetings, God Network News fans, to another great series that we'll be doing on movements for these next few weeks. We've got some exciting podcasts that have been recorded by some colleagues of ours, all on the topics of movements, what makes movement leaders, what makes a movement, all kinds of exciting things. We're going to be focusing a lot on what God's doing in this season of missions, which is movements of peoples, whole people groups to Christ. There's amazing things happening, miracles everywhere. One of our organizations that we are partnering with, 2414, is already monitoring 1,360 movements. And each of these movements have over 56,000 new believers among them. And these are just amongst unreached people groups. So God is up to something really fantastic. And we're going to be looking into this in the next few weeks of our podcast of God Network News. Portions of our podcast will be made up of rebroadcasted podcast interviews from a friend of ours named Steve Addison. Steve Addison is a great podcaster and very passionate about movements of peoples to Christ. And Steve has his own podcast, very successful podcast with over 226 podcast episodes. And the name of his podcast is On the Road to No Place Left. And we highly recommend that you subscribe to his podcast because he has an overwhelming library of exciting topics related to movements. And if you want to learn more about movements, this is the place to find the information. And he has lots of training and tools and other resources that will really make your investigation of this topic successful. So we really want to thank Steve Addison and his partners there at movements.net forward slash podcast. That's how you can find it at movements.net forward slash podcast for all of the resources that he has given us for these next few podcasts. Thank you very much, Steve. This next interview is with Curtis Sargent. Curtis, we have known for many years and worked with him on a Media for Movements campaign in the big country of China. We produced a gospel film for the Mandarin-speaking people of China, and it went together with the Jesus film. And from that collaboration, we saw over 10,000 new churches started. So let's get right into the interview with Curtis Sargent. Yeah, I 
think the the project you're referring to is um, a website called kingdom.training. And it was started by a team focusing on some Arab Muslims specifically. And um, they didn't really have an internet ministry background, interestingly enough, but they were interested in multiplication movements. And so they decided that they needed additional ways besides just the amount of on the ground, you know, personal evangelism to start to filter for persons of peace. And so they started getting into the media ministry. And um, as they looked around at sort of best practices and things like that, they found out really there weren't any that they could find that were aimed at creating disciples who multiply and planting churches that multiply. Most of them were geared for conversions, you know, to have converts. And then they would seek to do some follow-up discipleship, but it was more aimed at feeding than at equipping them to feed and, you know, reach others and multiply disciples. So um, they started looking for ways to do that. And with some starts and stops, you know, as we all have when we're, we're learning something, they ended up falling into some approaches that seemed to be pretty effective. And they had multiple people speaking into that. Um, one unusual one is uh, someone who was uh, educated via the U.S. government. They got a Ph.D. in studying how uh, Muslim fundamentalists would use the Internet to not only recruit, but also to train and then to, you know, kind of multiply cells and so on. And so he happens to be a very serious believer. And so um, he was able to give them some helpful insights. And then they were receiving, of course, um, insights from multiplication, you know, practitioners, CPM, DMM practitioners. And um, so the result is now they have started coaching others who have media ministries uh, how to do this. So essentially, first they make sure they're up to speed on kind of CPM or DMM principles and kind of cast a vision for how Internet can be used as an integral part of helping catalyze these movements. And um, then they give some special emphasis to extraordinary prayer, which is really where they started. That's where they had their first successes. And then the development of personas. So that, that would be the type of person that you are particularly aimed at. So that they, what they seek to do is find out from live, you know, evangelism attempts, what types of people are tending to come to faith and then crafting an entire, you know, approach based on that type of person's specific felt needs. 
And then they started determining what, over time, what were the critical steps along the path uh, that were sequential. And then there are a bunch of steps that don't have to be sequential. They're non-sequential, so they can happen at any time. And then based on these, you know, sequential critical path items and the non-sequential ones, they're able to craft, you know, approaches through whatever the local social media, you know, platforms are and so on. And then a critical aspect is at some point, really, we're wanting this to connect with offline behavior and offline, you know, church and offline disciple making. And so there's a lot of emphasis put on how to make that connection from online to offline. And then they'll coach you through um, the best media platform for your situation and, you know, some sort of branding or marketing, coaching, development of content, development of targeted ads, and then setting up a really rigorous evaluation process so that um, you can, you know, find what's working and adjust what isn't and then, you know, kind of implement it. So they have an entire course online at that kingdom.training, which walks you through a series of lessons to learn this process. Also, even in the sort of pre-evangelism or evangelism, you know, parts of the process, they're trying to prepare people for these multiplicative behaviors, you know, for, you know, the idea that, um, you know, for example, that the Bible should impact how we live, even though they're not Christians, they're kind of predisposing them to have that attitude and that anything you learn spiritually, you really should be passing on to others and so on. And so they're sort of starting with the end in mind, you know, as they develop the entire approach to these, you know, pre-believer attempts. And so they're finding that the people that, that they're reaching with these targeted ads and then sort of preconditioning like this tend to be far more ready for those inter- those personal interactions from field workers because they're, in a sense, preconditioned and prepared for that to be a fruitful meeting. Our sponsor for today's episode is The Jared Dyson Show, conservative and not ashamed. The Jared Dyson Show gives straightforward conservative news and opinion. Visit their website at thelibertyloft.com forward slash podcast forward slash Jared Dyson Show. Listen and subscribe today. Okay, now in some settings that could be a dangerous meeting because how do you know if a person's genuine? Yeah, all through the Muslim world, that's true. Um, So, you know, that's another benefit in a sense is uh, you're you're having a much more thorough screening in a sense Mm. of the people that you're meeting with. Um, From what you understand, people are... um, coming to Christ, they're learning to follow him, and discipleship and church formation is happening. Yes, 
and generational growth is happening. Okay. What else are you seeing out there in the field, Curtis, that you've just got your attention? Um, as long as we're on the theme of uh, online, you know, attempts, um, the Zume project is finally starting to get translated into a few more languages. Um, as, as of this week, <laughs> a couple more. So, and so, um, right now there's English, Farsi, Thai, and Spanish. And, uh, I believe next week Arabic should come online. And then if it's a couple of months till this airs, hopefully there'll be several more languages up. And there are 37 languages targeted. So Zume is uh, an online um, small group curriculum, essentially. It's um, introductory movement principles and practices. And so it's set up into two-hour blocks. There are 10 two-hour lessons. And um, during those lessons, the participants will um, view a video or two or three, each one, you know, maybe five minutes long. Um, they'll have discussion questions about that. And then they'll have practice time where they implement, you know, what they have just learned. They practice it. So, you know, one week they'll go out for a prayer walk. Uh, one week they'll have an accountability group. Um, two or three weeks they'll have you know, the DBS or three thirds group or T for T group or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, and so on. And so that there's practice time, discussion time, and then some content. And so it walks them through this process over 10 sessions. Most people do it once a week and then they develop a three month plan and they're hooked up with a live coach who can, you know, answer any questions and so on, and then go out and implement. And so, um, you know, our early experience is all in English because that's all we had for that. And, um, but it's promising. So there's, there are a lot of people who are going through it. And then even people who have never led anyone to Christ or anything are going out, sharing their faith, winning people to Christ starting groups and so on. Um, it's a little too early to see how much generational growth there will be from churches planted, but there's already multiple examples of multiple generations of these training groups starting. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's good potential for that. And the nice thing will be, it'll be available in 37 languages. So, um, Kind of the idea is it makes training more accessible to more people, you know, because, you know, as a, as a trainer, getting people together, having the time to attend training, it's, you know, hard to get them as much training as you want. And there's even, you know, even in languages like English or Hindi, where there are a lot of trainers, there's so many people that need to be trained. It's always a little bit of a limitation, you know, having good trainers. And um, 
So this, in a sense, helps filter for the people who are really serious about implementation. And then those, you know, more experienced coaches and trainers can focus more of their attention on those people that have sort of, you know, self-filtered. And um, in a lot of these languages, there aren't many good trainers available. You know, if you get out of the top four or five languages, it starts getting thin pretty quickly in, in terms of uh, availability of good trainers. So. And where, where do people go to learn more about Zume? Yep, that's zumeproject.com. So that's Z or Z for you Brits and other you know, uh, Commonwealth folks, Z-U-M-E project.com. Great. Okay. And so same pattern that you're finding um, in this case, uh, connecting with people who want to go and and multiply. This has been a, a good way of taking that broad and then filtering. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it hasn't scaled yet because it hasn't really been promoted much at all. Um, actually, in some senses, the website's still under development. So we're kind of waiting until we think we've got most of our ducks in a row before promoting it much. But already thousands of people have gone through the training and, uh, you know, a, a fairly high percentage of those are seeing some fruit. So we're, we're encouraged. Yeah. So it can't... Same with um, reaching Muslims. It can't just stay online. There's got to be a point at which it gets people out into their community face-to-face. And that happens right away with the Zoom because the people meeting for the training are meeting Mm face-to-face. They're in groups of four to 12 people, and they actually go out into the neighborhoods practicing what they're learning. So, you know, that offline stuff happens during the training. enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to help us continue to bring exciting stories fresh from the field. Visit our website at godnetworknews.com and select the PayPal link on the right side of the page or consider becoming a Patreon partner to receive access to more valuable materials exclusive to our members.